Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hi, Daisy. Welcome to Beyond the Bump. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Hi, guys. So nice to be connected. Uh, My name's Daisy. I am 24. I'm from London in the UK. And last year, I had a cryptic pregnancy. So I didn't know I was pregnant for seven months out of my pregnancy. And now I have a beautiful nine-month-old daughter called Savannah. um, And I'm here to chat to you guys about how I didn't know I was pregnant. First of all, thank you for joining us at 11pm. I don't think Jade and I have been up past 11pm ever. yeah, it's it, it oh, children, so congratulations and congratulations for being able to string a sentence together. And second, like, sorry, but what the fuck? How, like, we're going to go back to the start, but you're speaking to two okay. women who both suffered from hyperemesis. I just yeah. can't fathom. I, I need you to break it down for me because I just don't understand how that happened. We might start, though, by you telling us what a cryptic pregnancy is. Yes please. Of course. So yeah, I didn't know what a cryptic pregnancy was either actually until doctors started telling me what it was. So um, a cryptic pregnancy is basically when a woman doesn't know she's pregnant for 20 weeks and beyond. So up to 20 weeks, you have no idea. Mine, I found out at 30 weeks. So I definitely count as a cryptic pregnancy. Um, And also within that bracket is also is those women that you just think must be mad who have a baby kind of like an hour after finding out they're pregnant or they find out during labor. So that's all pregnancy and I had totally like you guys thought what the hell like you must be insane for that to happen to you like there's always in the UK there's always those stories that are like this girl you know gave birth in McDonald's without no and you're like that girl must be you know absolutely mad but I was living like a completely normal life I thought I was so on top of things had a lovely boyfriend great job always running around and it happened to me so basically it proves it can happen to anyone and my story starts if you want me to go from the beginning absolutely so you were seven so you were seven months yeah. 30, 30 weeks, weeks is seven months pregnant so you're in your third yeah. and final trimester yeah so what happened was last summer it was um august 2019 so i was at work literally i worked in central london i was super busy i was running around as i said i had a lovely boyfriend who i've been with for about a year i was on birth control so you know thought i had my life all together in that respect i was taking the same pill i've been taking for years and i took it extremely well as well i was taking it on the dot every day never missed one so just I mean in that regard never would have even thought about pregnancy anyway but I was basically feeling completely myself like I had nothing wrong with me nothing changing thought I was putting on a tiny bit of weight but because I'm a curvy girl naturally I'm used to kind of fluctuating so I remember like just sort of thinking oh it's annoying but I'll lose the weight later whatever my boyfriend doesn't care I don't care it's fine that was the only thing that was happening but I mean I just it didn't I didn't have any baby bump nothing like that and essentially I came home from work one day and I was lying on my bed by myself and I felt movement in my no, stomach. Like, no. Oh my god. Butterfly kind of movement. And I was like, I've never felt that feeling before. Like what what and I, and I will say I actually thought it was like wind or just something like yeah. you know, like a bodily 
I was like, maybe I'm like, just, I don't know, maybe I'm hungry, whatever. But it was a really, I describe it as alien because it was a really alien feeling. And I was like, okay, this is, I remember being like, this, this is actually quite bizarre. Like, Could you feel it on the outside? Like if you put your hand. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a film. I don't know why I have this in my head, but I, in my head, I feel like I've seen films where a pregnant woman will kind of like see the foot of her baby coming out of her stomach and everyone's like, oh, cute. I saw something moving oh. on the top of my stomach. And I'm like, can I oh, just I say, I have found, like, you know, movements when you're pregnant is fantastic. Obviously, yeah. I'm not diminishing that. But I find those ones where you can see a limb alien enough when I know <laughs> that there yeah. is a baby inside me, let alone when it's I don't know there's a baby inside me. Yeah. So I felt that and I was kind of like terrified. But I will say I didn't immediately go, I'm 100% pregnant and that's a baby moving in there because it was so like bizarre that I was like, I know I'm not pregnant. Like I can't be pregnant. So I, I mean, I just didn't want to jump straight to that. Yeah. Like, so I knew don't see movement in your stomach unless you're very far along in a pregnancy. So I was like, there's no way I'm, you know, nine months pregnant. Like, what? Like, no. So I just kind of, like, passed it off. And I didn't tell anyone. My boyfriend wasn't kind of sleeping with me um, that night. He was at home. So I was like, I'm not going to do anything. not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to go to bed and, like, process this. So I did that. I woke up in the morning and I was like, I think I should take, I mean, I was like, it was, I was kind of still feeling it. So I was like, I think I should take a pregnancy test today just in case there's some, like it is pregnancy. So I had to go to work. I went to work on Oxford Street, which is like the busiest street mm. in London. And I went to the like Boots, which is a pharmacy, which was so busy. And I picked up three pregnancy tests just before work. And I was like, God, when am I even going to take these? Like, in, like literally in the office. So I did. I took one that morning in the office without telling anyone. Went into the loo and took it. And I got this, I got, I had two lines, right? But one of them was so faint that I thought, I was kind of like, oh, I'm not pregnant, great. Like, I don't, I didn't know anything about pregnancy tests, nothing about, yeah. how, like, what, kind of how faint and strong the lines need to be. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm not pregnant, maybe I've got away with this, like, that's fine. Went back to my desk, and then I could see, like, the leaflet um, of the pregnancy test was sticking up out of my bag. And I was, like, working away, and I kind of glanced at it, and it said, no matter how faint that line is, if you have a second line, you're pregnant. And then I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like trying to type emails knowing I was pregnant. But then I was also kind of like, okay, maybe I'm pregnant and maybe I'm really early in a pregnancy. So like, that's okay. Like I'll deal with it. You know, this, this happens. Like I can tell my, you know, if I was yeah. like one month in, it would have been okay. I would have been like, I can, you know, I can deal with it. I've got so long. So I was kind of like trying to like calm myself down, like just telling myself it was fine. Um, and then I took the two other tests throughout the rest of the day. I took one in the afternoon, took one when I got home from work and they all said the same thing. And I spent, you can imagine, I spent that evening like Googling Mumsnet, everything, trying to find out like what those lines meant, how far along I was, no clue what was going on. Again, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my boyfriend. I didn't tell my mum, no one, because I was just so... Like, I don't want to burden people. So I was kind of, like, dealing with it And you would own, have like, been in shock. Like, you would have been in denial almost, going, surely oh, not. Yeah. Yes, like, I'm on birth control. Like, there's no... And then also, obviously, also still dealing with the fact that I felt this weird movement. So it wasn't it wasn't just me being pregnant. It was, am I actually, you know, nine, eight, seven, eight, nine months pregnant? So, I really... So were you on the pill, but, like, not getting your period with the pill? Good question, yeah. So I was taking it back to back yeah which is actually something that doctors say you can do and I basically had read earlier that year you if you if you're tired of having periods or whatever you can just take the pill every single day and you won't get periods and it's totally fine and it actually I've read something about how it actually almost like strengthens the, the lining of your cervix or something if you do that because and then you have even less chance of getting pregnant because there's no mm. way that the eggs can kind of like it can all slip through 
So I was like, oh, fab, I'm so protected. And I, I, so I deliberately wasn't expecting periods and hadn't had them for months. So um, a lot of people ask me that question and that's mm. why. But so next thing, I called the doctor and I was like, um, I really need an emergency appointment. I think I'm pregnant and I'd love for you guys to confirm that. So I ended up going the next morning. I took the morning off work and didn't tell my boyfriend I was doing that. I just like went on my own and I took the pregnancy test with me and I like <laughs> laid them down in front of the doctor and I was like, um, am I pregnant? It's just like, yes, you're definitely pregnant. Um, and then I was like, okay, okay. I think I started crying then, but I was also kind of thinking, okay, I've got options. Like if I, you know, thinking I was really early, I'll be honest, do think, you know, if you are super early in a pregnancy, you can have an abortion if you're not ready. That's like my personal opinion. Yeah. So I was trying to think about, I was trying to think about what I would do. And then she actually decided to like, I sort of said, let's, can we find out how far along I am? Do we have any idea? Um, and she managed to do an ultrasound on me, basically like lay me down. And when she lifted up my dress, she was like, have you not noticed this bump? And I was like, I don't have a bump. I was like, no, I've put on some weight, but I don't have a bump. And what I had was, because I was carrying her really low down in my pelvis. So she was literally only in that very bottom part of my stomach. Like, and to me, that was where I'd always put on weight and always mm. had like, you know, like, like, get, like a half in top. Yes. yes, it's also known as a gun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I just thought that I put on weight down there and I could literally suck in my all my ribs. Like my, the whole top of my stomach, there was nothing there. It was just me. So I was like, that's not a bump. That's just extra weight. And she was like, I could tell by her face. Oh my God, I could tell. She knew I was like really far along. And she was silent for like two minutes. And I was looking at the ceiling like, oh my God, she's about to tell me I'm really far along. Um, and then she went, okay, so you're actually looking about 30 weeks pregnant now. Oh. And like, I, I was like... <gasps> I, and I, I can't even explain the feeling. I started um I started kicking the bed that I was on, like out of like indignation, like anger. And I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And she was just like, I literally, I don't even know what to say. This has never happened to me. I, I can't help you. Like there's not like, you have to have a baby in two months. You are 30 weeks <gasps> pregnant. Oh my God. It, and I just, I'm a, I'm a crier, right? I love, I, I don't love crying. I always cry. And I couldn't even cry in that moment. I was so shocked. I just was like, in like, no words, nothing. I was absolutely baffled. So that's how I found out. That's kind of where, the, yeah, that's so where So who is. did you tell first? Yeah, so then she went, like, you know, do you want me to leave the room for a minute? And I was like, yeah, yeah, leave the room. And I just immediately <laughs> called my mum. And I, I mean, I feel so bad because I didn't even give, I didn't even, like, process it and then call my mum. I literally just picked up my phone <laughs> and my mom, So I ended up screaming down the phone to her, mum, I'm pregnant and I have to give birth in two months. She was like, Daisy, what? Like, what? Because she lived with me. She lived with me at that oh. point. And I have three younger sisters as well. And I I lived with them and none of them thought I looked pregnant none of them and I like so this kind of proves like how unpregnant I look we need to I see photos around that time I've got photos of me in a bikini because I went on holiday when I was six months pregnant no to way. Spain and I was literally in a bikini at a beach club like standing there posing and I didn't look pregnant no one like my friends I was with no one it was bizarre I still do. Wow. I look yeah, I, I look pregnant at like three months <laughs> yeah, <Did you>? yeah. <laughs> I do think, though, actually, after I sort of found out, a lot of people said to me that, like, the day I had told everyone, I suddenly carried myself differently, and then they could see that I was Obviously, yeah. you almost hide it a bit. Like, I think I must have, when I thought I was putting on that weight, I must have, like, I wore dresses and, like, had, like, a shirt tied around me or whatever. And then as soon as you know you're pregnant, you're kind of like, oh, look, here's my bump. So I think that was part of it as well. That is mind-blowing. So and what did your partner yeah. say? Yeah. So then basically after that, I, um, I told my mom, she came and picked me up. Like she just like got in the car, 
drove to me, picked me up, and I cried to her. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's like, don't apologize. You've done nothing wrong. And then she was like, look, I've had four daughters. This is going to be fantastic, and you're going to be fine. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, I can't do this. And she's like, the thing is, I couldn't justify doing anything other than like having and loving this baby because I was actually in a, in a, like a pretty good position to be a mother. I had, I was 23, so I wasn't 16, 15. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah. a, I was an, an average age. Um, I had my my boyfriend who loved me so much. I had, I was about to move into a flat. I had a full time job. Like I, I was kind of secure in that way. So she was like, "You're going to be fine." And I obviously didn't see it. I was. I remember that whole weekend. It was a Friday, but that whole weekend I was in like just denial, shock, anger. I didn't see how I was ever going to go through. Like, I didn't see how it was ever going to turn into something good. Um, and I could lie and be like, you know, like, I was so happy at first. But no, I, I'm really honest about this. I was not. I was really, really, really scared. Um, and I was just, I remember thinking, I just want to go back in time. I just want to go back in time. Uh, yeah, so I told my mum and then, I kind of went home and sat there for hours and hours. And I was thinking, how do I tell my boyfriend this? Because it's going to, like, not ruin his life. I hate saying that because <laughs> now we have her. It's never happened. But at the no, time, I did think about it. No, but you can say what you like, thought, yeah. That's what I, I remember being like, I'm about to ruin slash change this man's life. And he, poor him, he has no idea. Like, he didn't deserve this. He didn't, like, so I was terrified. And I text him and say can you come home from work and come straight to see me and he was like oh have you cheated on me what have you done like what's happened and I was like no oh, but I was like I'm not gonna whatsapp you this news like I'm not gonna be like I'm you know tell him so I had to be like I can't tell you just come home and then we had a whole day of him being like I know you cheated on me I know you have I was like oh my god like don't give this to me right now you're like um, I've been with someone made- else for seven months but it's not how you think <laughs> yeah. it is very close to someone else. Yeah. Um, no, so anyway, I got him uh, to come over in the car and I didn't even want him to come into my house because I didn't want to have to tell him in front of like my mum in case he kind of reacted. Oh, wow. He would have really him. thought you cheated on him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come in. Yeah, I'll tell no, you what the I car. So I literally got into his car when he pulled up at my house and I kind of like, I had to go through the whole story, bear in mind, because I hadn't told him anything. Like, like I mentioned, I literally had, he had no idea I even thought I was pregnant and I had to kind of go, okay, so this week I started feeling movement in my stomach <laughs> and that's turned into blah 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 and then I was like okay and basically we we have no choice but to have this baby in two months oh my god and he was like a rabbit in headlights just like staring at me like like because like I said he slept in a bed with me for seven months yeah. and not noticed it like we've been like you know having sex like yeah. just doing normal things and he had like seen me naked all the time and he was so he was just as shocked like never saw it coming and he just went days we can't afford this and I was like I know like we're gonna be fine we're gonna be fine and I think because I wasn't like over the news either we both kind of I couldn't really comfort him because I was so scared as well so we did have like a very a very much like a very emotional evening he went straight home to tell his parents because he was like I just need to get this to them they were amazing actually just like my parents they were like look you guys have done nothing wrong you're going to be absolutely fine like this is and people started saying to me this is like a baby is always a blessing there's yeah. no way you can look at a bit like no one's died no one's been diagnosed with cancer you'll have you're bringing your life into the world you two love each other it's like you know it's it, this is terrifying but it's not bad so um we started having like these positive like sort of you know opinions and that was that was helpful um but yeah he I mean he was amazing because he was so terrified and then like after an hour of him talking to his parents and coming back to me he was like we're gonna be fine we've got this we can do this and I was like Aww. no we can't I was the one like, yeah he was fine had you two ever discussed kids before or were you just like so not there that it hadn't even come up no so actually, luckily, we had, and I think we, 
we were very, it was quite weird because we had only been in a relationship for like a year and he was actually my first proper boyfriend, but he is a bit older than me and he like just sort of said when he met me, like I'm, I'm settled down now, like you're the girl, I've done all my fun, you're the girl I want to be with. And we had definitely spoken before, like we were planning, like I said, we had a flat we were about to move into. We had said like in five years time, we'll start a family, we'll do this, that. So luckily we'd had all those conversations and it was more a case of like the timing was really off. It wasn't a case of you and I didn't want to mm. settle down together. So that was so lucky because not it never went through my head like oh I've got to have a baby with this man it was more like oh my god me and him are having a baby so much earlier than we wanted to yeah so that was such a such a blessing because like we have all, had always wanted to start a family together thank god and did you have to get like were you scared going in for your first proper scans and that kind of stuff because it's so far de- yeah. like and like had you been yeah. partying and that kind of stuff yeah great question so yeah immediately my mum was like we have got to get you to a scan because at seven months you have no idea how I had no clue how healthy the baby was inside yeah. of me no idea gender like it's like and luckily I'm not a big party animal I actually just like don't even like drinking and it was kind of weird because I feel like it might have been a subconscious thing because especially th- that year so I got pregnant in January 2019 if you now I know it and from that moment like the whole of 2019 every time I took a sip of alcohol I wouldn't want it like I wouldn't enjoy it and so I had literally just gone gone off alcohol completely that year and I thought it was like me being this mature woman <laughs> it was probably the baby in my stomach being like get that alcohol away so I had gone out probably like three times that year yeah. and yes I had drinks and like I said I'd been on holiday the month before and I look back and I'm like oh god because I'd literally been in a, on a beach club like drinking cocktails like dancing around but I had never I hadn't had like a crazy lifestyle I never sort of I would I'm not the type of girl to come home from work and have a glass of wine I'm yeah. much more like you know water whatever kind of girl so that was lucky I, I knew I hadn't gone crazy with partying but at the same time I've been running around London going to meetings like like standing up on the tube bashing people out the way just not acting like a pregnant <laughs> woman at all not, not being myself. a sensitive um, soul like I'm pregnant everybody you yeah yeah nothing like that I've been like this like vigorous like like uh, you know up and about woman so I was so worried about the health of the baby and we literally had to get a scan as soon as possible I called my local hospital and they were like oh we haven't got anything for like a week and a half and I was like I'm not gonna sit here for a week and a no. half and not know about this baby so I had to book a private scan which I never thought I'd have to do and we luckily had got one for like that weekend like a day after so my boyfriend my mum and I went to that scan and obviously the midwives in there were like what the hell we've never heard this story before like we feel so bad for you like you poor thing and they were lovely and and they did like a much more detailed scan that I had paid for. Basically, they were like, "I feel a duty as a midwife, like to yeah. help you here." So this woman went through everything with me. I remember actually being so scared because, like you said, it, I, I was so scared for this first scan. Like the fact that I found out there was this baby inside of me, but seeing it on a screen was like. I can't even explain to you how my brain like felt. So I remember looking, looking at the ceiling and holding my mum's hand while she like looked at the screen for me. And obviously they put the gel on my stomach and I was just like shaking. And she started going, okay, here are the legs, here are the two uh, hands. She's got five fingers, five toes. Or I just said she. I didn't know the gender at the time. Um, but sort of like the, she, she went around the whole thing and kind of said everything is perfect. And I could not believe it. Like, thank God everything was perfect. But she literally had no faults whatsoever and then she went do you want to know the gender and I was like I have not got time to say no to that question like of course I need to know the gender and she was like having a baby girl and that was like 
the best news. Like, I think that changed my my whole kind of thought process because immediately I was like, oh my gosh, like I get to have a mini me in a way that I can teach so much about this world and I could just, I, would, I don't know, like raised to be such a strong woman. Um, and then from my boyfriend's perspective, he was like, God, if I'm having a little girl, like I need to, you know, protect her at all Aww. costs. And like, so we both, we both left that scan and we were like, it was actually the second we left that scan. It was like, okay, what are we going to call her? What are we going to do? Like, it was excitement after that scan. It became um, yeah, real. It was really scary. It became real, and we knew. Like, it came to a point where it was like, we, you know, this poor baby has like spent seven months in my womb alone, like just fending for herself. She can't be born into a world where she's not like, you know, obsessed over and loved. So we were like, we need to just like step up to the plate and like do this right for the next the two months that we've got. <laughs> And looking back, like you, you, you don't feel like you were extra tired, or your boyfriend hasn't said you were more emotional. I mean, you said you're a crier anyway, so what's a few yeah. more tears on top of that? It's just, I just, I, I mean, I totally believe you. And hearing you say it yeah. now, I see how it can happen. Like when you went in for yeah. that scan, were any of the midwives a bit like, oh yeah, sure, she didn't know? Or like, did you face no, any judgment? Actually. Right, let me think. Midwives never didn't believe me. No, I always, I was always believed, but I did face judgment. And it's actually quite, I find this so bizarre. There was one midwife, my first ever midwife appointment, because obviously like my first scan and my first actual midwife appointment were different. I had like an official midwife appointment where she had to like fill in forms and stuff for me because obviously I had no like details down. <laughs> and that one, she was really, really rude to me because of my age. And I was like, I was wow. 23 and I would this woman had seen younger mums yeah um to me 23 isn't that young like I had a friend who was actually pregnant of her own accord at that time because she wanted to be um so I went in and I was like oh here's my story like how funny you know like making fun. like I was all positive by then because it was like a weekend and she was like a whole just way looked down at me so much yeah um but she literally I remember the things she said she said to me first of all she said oh we normally get older women around here and I was like and like I'm like and what like I'm not an older woman sorry um, and then she said oh yeah and how did your parents react to this news and like Aww. such a mm. I was like my parents reaction isn't really any of your business like I, this is like, you asked me about my as a young woman like so that really offended me um and I remember I, I literally remember that woman so clearly but everyone else was unbelievable the staff at all the hospitals like I almost think they gave me kind of like extra support in a way because they knew I was so like it was such a rare case um and I a lot of them did say though this is this is not as um common as you might think because I when it happened to me I thought okay this you know these doctors must have seen this a few times at least and a lot of them were like no I've never seen this this is this is crazy I think I was like the furthest along a lot of them had seen so with so, with this like because I, I have watched yeah. on the tv once that someone had a baby in the toilet bowl they thought they were doing a big yeah. poo and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like oh yeah as if but is yeah, there something in your brain that doesn't recognize and doesn't connect to your body like what is the actual mm. like what is the actual reasoning of a cryptic pregnancy good question and I to be honest with you, don't know the exact answer. From the research I've done, because I have done research on it, obviously, as I'm so intrigued as to how it happened. Yeah. From every every single, like, scientific or slightly scientific piece I've read has said there is absolutely nothing different about a woman who has a cryptic pregnancy. There is nothing medically different at all. Like, there was every single scan I had, everything. No one, like, there was nothing in me or my brain, like you might think, that, that would mean you, you know, you're prone to a cryptic pregnancy or something. It's not 
not genetic, nothing. It's, I think it's literally, I think it's, in my opinion, it's circumstantial. So for me, it was like a load of different things that came together to yeah. mean I wouldn't have thought I was pregnant. Like, like I explained to you, it's being on birth control, but yeah. not having, period. It's, you know, being a bit of a curvy woman and so not knowing I'm putting away, having no morning sickness, which might have just been something that is in my genes. I know my mum had no morning sickness with, with her kids. So it was all those things came together. And I think that's probably why it's so rare because you would never normally have all of those things in one person. Yeah. So, the, the, I mean, the women that give birth in the toilet, even I think, how did you not know? Because it got to a point where, like, I was, like, I did get to the point where I was waddling around. And I had a bump, mm. and I was, like, because, yeah, by nine, by m- month nine, when I was about to go into labor, I was, like, you know, I had all the symptoms of someone who was about to go into labor. So that, to me, is, like, crazy. But I think that's what I'd say. I think it's got to be circumstantial. It's got to be a load of things that um, sort of add up. I wonder if there is something psychological about once you do know, though, that changes things because, like, you know, you were saying even your friends as soon as you knew they were saying, oh, you're walking differently. And maybe once you do know, like maybe you slowed down at work a bit so you're a bit like, oh, gosh, I do feel a bit different now. I, I totally agree with this. I think about two weeks in when I was like getting towards month eight, I started do, do, being that like typical pregnant woman that was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. I'm, my back hurts so bad. Like I'd be in my office like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And people were like, you weren't tired two weeks Girl, ago. Girl, you're like, making you up like, for seven months worth. <laughs> yeah. And so people were like, I think I was like, I was like proving to them that pregnant women kind of like might milk it a bit. Like, <laughs> they were like, you, you've got to be like, like this has got to be psychological. I totally agree with you because I think one as exactly that. Once you know you're carrying a little human, you start feeling a bit like bad for yourself and you're like, you know, I'm so tired or like I feel so heavy today, all that stuff. So I definitely think that's true. I think I probably like let myself feel all of those things as soon as I knew I was pregnant and yeah. like, you know, kind of, yeah, psychologically changed my mind. Your boyfriend and mum were probably like, thank goodness she found out so late. Yeah. She's tired. She, she would have been crying from like the get-go. Imagine, yeah. yeah. So dramatic. How did you feel about getting your mind, you know, into that headspace in, you know, about giving birth, having a baby mm. with such little time to prepare for it? So I deliberately, very deliberately took it one step at a time. Um, and I also actually made a conscious decision not to do a lot of research and not to read every book and not to go to all the classes because I was still, I was thinking like, I'm so overwhelmed in general by this news. The fact that I'm having a baby in two months is enough. Like that's, that's big enough news for me. So I decided I was like, I am not going to throw myself into being the best mother and the woman who has the best labor in the world because I just will not be able to psychologically deal with it. So my friend that I was talking about, who was also pregnant at the same time, she was actually, what's crazy is she was behind me in her pregnancy. She was like five months pregnant when I was seven and she announced it like, you know, a few months before. And I've been like, oh my God, that girl's pregnant. Like that's crazy. And little did I know I was like ahead of her in a pregnancy. But she was like that perfect woman that goes to every, she booked in like 30 hours of classes to learn everything that you need to know about a baby. Like she knew every technique, every word about, you know, having a a new newborn. And I was like, I can't emotionally deal with that. Like that's just too, like I've got two months as well to to fit this all in. So I deliberately didn't do any of that stuff. I was, I remember thinking to myself, you know, 
every woman on this earth is sort of almost born to be a mother in a way. Like you're put on this earth to reproduce. It's my body will know exactly what to do no matter what happens. Like even if I was that woman that gave birth on the loo, my body would do it for me yeah. because that's how the human, the female body works. And I also, again, with being, with having a newborn, I, I don't need to read every book because I'm probably naturally going to learn, you know, on, along the way. And as long as I'm doing my best for my baby, that's enough for me. So in order not to like overwhelm myself, I definitely took it one step at a time. And I, I remember I, I sort of like would start planning for labor and, um, and delivery, but I wouldn't let myself think about actually having the baby afterwards because that was like a whole other world, you Next know? So I, did, I remember for like Good a month, you. I kept being like, You're almost like making, you, like you're keeping yourself safe. Yeah, I think otherwise I could have had like, you know, some sort of emotional like breakdown. I could have really, I wanted to keep it so positive from kind of like, I, I mean, having that first reaction that was pretty negative. Once I sort of turned it on its head and gone, no, this is going to be a blessing. and I'm going to, you know, become the, you know, I'm going to have the best time ever. I then was like, I have to keep this as a good thing because I, you know, like I said, I just kept thinking I've got a little baby inside of me that does not deserve to come into this earth and have a mother who is like terrified of her and doesn't you know doesn't want her so I was like I refuse to be that 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 woman and I'm instead I'm going to literally do everything I can to like make this the best experience possible and on the I mean as well I had people talking about me constantly Mm. like the people that I knew people even like I could tell I I I would get like told Chinese whispers by my friends that people were saying she obviously knew she's making this up Mm. for drama like of course all that stuff and I was like I've got enough going on like with all these people throwing things at me and you know the fact that I had to tell my work and go on maternity leave and they were like gobsmacked as well like there was so much sort of stressful stuff that I was like I just need to make this situation like and to be honest, who on earth is going to try and hide a pregnancy for seven months? No one would wish that upon oh, anybody. Unless, unless there was like a legitimate reason to, but it doesn't sound oh, like oh, yeah. you had a legitimate reason. So to. by the time that you had a that you were almost ready to give birth, have you organised everything? Mm. Did you move into your flat that you were supposed to move into? Yeah, was and everything when, ready. And when did you go on maternity leave? <laughs> so tell us um, more. So. Yeah, I will. So the flat, I basically made, it was crazy. We'd signed the contracts. We had met the landlord. We were literally moving in two weeks after I found out. And I actually said to my partner, I was like, I don't think I can handle moving flat oh, yeah. as well as being pregnant. And also it was more the fact of like, I didn't want to go into labor on my own in that flat when my mum was like yeah. 10 miles down the road. You know, like I said, I hadn't done much research, so I had no idea what I was going to be going through really. And I didn't want to do that on my own. So we decided to see if we could get that flat cancelled. And my boyfriend literally had to make the craziest call of all time and call our landlord and go, hey, so my girlfriend's just found out she's seven months pregnant. We cannot do this. And they were like, oh my God, okay, it's fine. Like, you know, I'll take this flat. But I thank God. So we literally abandoned that flat. We just decided to stay at my mum's and luckily my mum was like you take the room at the top of the house like that's just let's just make that like a little nursery Aww. you and your boyfriend can move in so it was very cramped and very stressful but it was the best decision at the time to definitely you know to stay with my mum and my sisters um so I decided to do that and then maternity leave um I think I must have gone on maternity leave like a month or a month maybe six weeks after finding out and they were amazing thank god I'd had that job for like two years and they were like we love you you're gonna be you know go away have this baby and come back your job is still here so it was like the funny I mean in that office it was like the weirdest story they were like you know the fact that I was suddenly going to scans and like about to have a baby but um and also I was the youngest person in my entire company and the only 
one becoming a mother. I, I'm still the only mother in the whole agency, yeah. And there's like, I don't know, 15 other women in this agency. None of them have babies and they're all like 30. So I'm literally like the 23-year-old like, mum. Wow. Um, but yeah, I went on uh, maternity like six weeks after. So it was... It was weird because I had obviously two months and that sounds like no time in a pregnancy. But by the time we were like a month in, I actually was so ready. I was like, I'd done everything. I was like, because every weekend I would kind of like go away, buy a pram, buy a cot, buy clothes. Like people were giving me gifts on gifts on gifts. Like I was getting constant stuff. A baby shower. Everyone was so excited in the end that I ended up being so prepared. Um, And I remember like waiting for labor and just being a bit bored. Like (laughs) once I started maternity, which I never would have thought would have happened, honestly. So let's talk about birth because we all want to hear a birth story. Mm-hmm. So this is actually quite interesting. They obviously, the doctors at my lovely hospital, had really no idea when my due date was. Mm. And that's because they usually oh. date they usually date a pregnancy or a conception on your periods, right? Yeah. And I had no period history for them. I had nothing to give them. I literally was just like, here's my bump. Like, what do you think? <laughs> and so they put me into all these scans and they would all kind of like just measure the size of my baby's head and be like, let's go with this date. Like they were literally like picking dates out of like a hat at this point. They had no idea. So I was like, they, you know, I was 30 weeks pregnant, but really I could have been at 28 weeks or I could have been 42 weeks. Like they really didn't know. So the they picked a due date that was like late October so I was like okay I'm having a baby late October but bear in mind I was I mean this kind of feeds into the fact that I didn't know my bump was tiny and my baby was tiny like she was really really small and so that was they were telling me like oh my gosh your baby is on the third centile so you know out of 100 babies she's the third smallest she's so tiny but I remember thinking well doesn't that mean I could be earlier than you think I am like I had a lot of sort of back and forth with doctors because they would be very much like assuming I had this, you know, really small baby, but I was thinking surely I could be weeks ahead and you guys just aren't calculating it right. So it was all very like, it wasn't black and white at all. It was very confusing. And on top of that, actually, just to like quickly add this in, I had a really scary part where um, I... I had a few scans and they had basically decided that my baby had a really big head and really short legs, which is a marker for Down syndrome. And so they told me, we think your baby has Down syndrome. And this is, and because I was seven months pregnant, I had missed any opportunity for like, you know, and I think in like your first, first trimester, you can have some sort of, some sort of scan, which tells you, you know, your likelihood. I had missed any chance to do that. So there was one consultant who was quite scary and he kind of sat me down in a room by myself and he was like, I think you should buy this. 400 pound DNA test which will tell you sort of your chances of your baby having Down syndrome and I was so so scared by that because I like found out two weeks before that I was having a baby and now apparently I might be having a baby with Down syndrome and of course I'm still going to love that baby so much but that is like another level oh, of you course. know like yeah terror to add to it. so that was really scary um, and I had to wait three weeks for the results for that and that was unbelievable oh. because if you in the time period I had that was like most of the time you know most of my two months like took up by this fear um and then luckily my result came back and they were like oh you've got a one in two hundred thousand chance or something so it was like the tiniest chance I was like oh my god you gave me you know a month terror for no reason but I think that was actually because I'm a really short like petite girl and obviously my baby is going to be super short as well and I was like of course she had short legs like if she had long legs that would be really weird for like my baby so that was that was crazy I think there was a lot of like guesswork that every doctor had to do so going back 
to the labour part. So basically, the, my due date came and went, and I wasn't going into any sort of labour. I was not even feeling ready for it at all. My bump was still pretty small. I've got a picture that my friend took of me like three days before I gave birth, and I literally had a flat stomach. Like, it was flatter than it is now. And I look back, I'm like, wow, like, how did that happen? That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm like, God, I'm skinnier then. Like, get me pregnant again. But I was, yeah, I was I was not ready for birth. It was really odd. But I, they kept, I, every time I was going back to the, to the hospital, they'd be like, oh, we really want to induce you we really want to induce you and I'd be kind of I, my gut was telling me like no my baby is not ready um but I don't know if were either of you induced at all I've, I've been I induced twice do you find that they kind of force it on you a bit because I felt very forced into induction well n- well no because mine weren't for post dates my first one I right. got this weird I- rash so I like begged to be induced oh, for my own sanity so no but i i know a lot of people who have felt yeah, I've heard a lot of people into that. inductions yeah. yeah it's a big thing and i think it's i mean oh my god i would never knock the doctors because obviously they know exactly what they're doing but i do feel like when you're in that situation as a woman it's quite scary because you keep hearing like and you know when you're induced it's a, it can be more painful and all these things so i was like against it but it got to a point where they were i was like three days overdue from my due date and they were like you could be they were like you could be 43 weeks pregnant and we wouldn't know because obviously, you could like, have also I could, been 36 weeks pregnant exactly exactly i could be in my bloody second trimester and no one would really know at this point <laughs> so i was like i was like no i need more time like she needs to cook and they were going no we need to get it out and they were also saying that my placenta was really mature which made them think mm. that i was like way over so at the end in the end of like of it I couldn't really get out of it and they were like we're gonna induce you today and I was like okay fine let's just do it like let's just have this baby so they induced me and they did a sweep and they did a pessary so they mm. you know stuck the pessary up up me and like wait for contractions to come along oh my god it was bloody agony I literally it started as like period pain so I was like that's fine I can deal with that and then I was in this ward I wasn't in the labor ward I was in just like some random ward um with a poor woman who was sharing a room with me and I started doing those like moans that you hear in a film it's like <laughs> agony and this woman was like 20 weeks pregnant in the room like looking at me in absolute fear like not what like and I remember a doctor that actually came cruel. in at some I know it's so cool <laughs> the doctor came in and said to her at some point like just you know talking about your pregnancy we are thinking that we might have to induce you in a few weeks like what do you think <laughs> like no please no like she could hear me like screeching in the corner but they couldn't give me like any pain relief at that point and because they just thought I was having like pessary pains which are meant to be like tiny but I knew I was in like some sort of weird like stage of labor because I was in so much pain and they gave me paracetamol which did absolutely nothing you give paracetamol to someone who's got a headache Um, and then I had pethidin so they put that in my bum I had said I didn't want pethidin in my birth plan but obviously you know when you're in labor like everything Mm. goes out the window Mm -hmm. I was like give me the pethidin it's fine so then I started like falling asleep but waking up when I had a contraction and like screaming and then going back to sleep but it was just very messy and my poor boyfriend was in the chair next to me just like not knowing what to do but um I basically had that for an entire night so I had it from 3 p.m in in the day to like 11 a.m the next morning so it was a long time Mm. just like agony 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 and then they basically checked me and I was only three centimeters dilated which was I mean fine because it meant I could go to the labor ward but I was also quite you know frustrated because when you've gone through already like 12 hours you feel like you're nine centimeters about to pop you're like oh I've done the pain like surely Mm. that's it so they yeah so my baby also wasn't she wasn't handling it well and I think I, she was in a lot of distress while I was having these contractions so during that night they'd had like 10 senior doctors come in and had to, they had to like give me some injection which slowed down my contractions because I was getting them every like 30 seconds so it was really intense my baby wasn't handling it well at all um, and I went to the labor ward 
board, I sort of said, I really want an epidural. Please give me an epidural. Because I was like, obviously, I could have been that woman who is a superhero and decides not to have pain relief. But because I'd only known for two months that I was pregnant, I was like, I'm not even going to, like, try. Oh, you're a superhero regardless. Mm. That's not, yeah. I think every mum is a superhero, like, regardless of anything. So, yeah, I totally agree. So I was like, give me pain relief. I'd love an epidural. They basically said, let's wait, let's wait a bit more. You know, you can you can push like a bit harder before we, not technically, not actually push, but you can like push yourself a bit harder before you, um, before you have an epidural. So I had, I had another like five hours of contractions that got really bad and I was throwing up, you know, like doing that, I can't do this anymore, yeah. like holding onto the middle, like, like scratching out all of that that you'd see in a film um, in, in real pain. My mum my was there as well. She was being amazing, like spraying me with like little spa sprays to yeah, make me happy. Like, yeah, like putting gum in my mouth and I was just like furious. You know when you're like really angry at everyone? Yeah. I'd be like, get away from me, get away from me. The so, mist yeah, is was, beautiful, but I want an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like let's just get away from this horrible time. So I did end up having an epidural and that was the best moment ever because obviously you had that like relief. I was lying there, able to breathe again, but they were really concerned. Basically, I had a lot of senior doctors coming in and saying that she was, they were losing my baby's heartbeat a lot. And they would like, they, they even had to stick like a, a, a heartbeat measurer yeah. up, up me in order find her head and yeah. I, I thought that was crazy they normally just do it you know around um but they really couldn't find it and they were kind of getting a bit I could tell they were getting you know when they like they were like going into the corridor and having conversations yeah. and I could tell they were getting quite worried um so I kept being like you know am I ready to push like what do we do and essentially they were discussing that they would like me to have an emergency cesarean and I know a lot of mums are really get quite emotional and upset when they get told they have to have an emergency cesarean because you know they want to push at the end of it to like get that kind of result that they've worked so hard for I was actually <laughs> absolutely fine with having a cesarean because my mum had had four and she like had literally raved about them like always said they were amazing um, and I was just like do <laughs> like, we rave about like, c-sections <laughs> yeah. so I, me and my boyfriend had actually asked before like can I please have a cesarean? And they were like, no, like it doesn't work like that. Um, but I was totally happy to have one. I was like, look, whatever gets my baby out is fine. It was literally, I think, 25 hours after I'd gone into labor. They were like, okay, emergency cesarean, let's go. And I was like, yeah, let's sign the forms. Like, let's go for it. I got wheeled in and I actually had the most incredible experience in my cesarean. I loved it so much. I literally talk about it all the time. The doctors were lovely. I literally just enjoyed it so much. I remember like smiling, you know, chatting to the doctors while I was lying there. And when they pulled her out, it turned out that she, the cord had been wrapped around her neck mm. twice for a long time, which is why she was in such distress. But luckily, they literally lifted it around. She was absolutely fine. And then the minute she came out, they went, oh, you're definitely about a month early. And I was like, I knew oh. it. Like, I knew it. So I ended up having a five pound baby girl who was literally like a scrawny chicken of a baby. Like she was so, she, it was, I felt so awful because it was like, she clearly just needed another month in there to like fatten up. And she was, she was so tiny, but everything was fine. She was completely healthy. She just needed a lot of milk. And that's a whole other story because breastfeeding is so bloody hard. That was, that was labor essentially. Wow. How incredible. How old is she now? Nine months, nine months yesterday. And how have you found the transition into being a mum, like, and especially being a, I mean, a somewhat young mum? Yeah, I I feel like it's a relatively normal age. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I say I'm a young-ish mum, like I'm on the younger side. Do you know what? I could say, I could say it's been easy, but it hasn't, just because I think, like, I've literally gained, I gained respect for mums like that when I had my baby, because it is so tough I hope you agree with me but motherhood oh, is yeah. really really tough like, it is 
Yeah, it's the best thing you'll ever do. I say that to everyone. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. She is like my entire world in a human, but I find it really tough. I think the reason I find it tough is I'm working as well. So mm. I'm still, I went back to work like, I mean, I think like four months afterwards. Um, and I'm obviously, because of COVID, I'm working from home. But yeah. I find it just, I find it so tough being away from her. I find it really tough. So like, I just, I can't help but have such bad mum guilt when I'm not with her. Um, and when I'm like, you know, I'd be writing an email, I'll be doing a, a you know, I'll be in a meeting or whatever. And I just keep thinking like, I'll see her little face in my in my head and I'll be like, that's where I should be. Like, I, I just really struggle with that kind of juggling. But at the same time, like most of the time, I just love being a mother so much. I think I just naturally fell into it, luckily. And I, luckily I had always been maternal, actually. Like I'd look forward to having kids one day. It just wasn't meant to be that soon. It wasn't in eight weeks but, um, time. <laughs> not eight weeks, like more like eight years. But I had always like known that I would, I'd always love babies, all of that. So, and especially having three younger sisters, um, one of whom is like 12 years younger than me. So I looked after her when she was a baby. I was like always, like having my own baby girl was like a life dream. So Aww. she is unbelievable. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's you know, I think there's so many things you can say about motherhood, like day in, day out. It's like, it's every emotion under the sun, isn't it? It's not totally. just one thing. And then I actually find them easier at a newborn stage than I do now. I think now, like when she's nine months, she's she's literally started walking yesterday or like last week. I can't believe it. But, you know, when they're like, of course you got the walker at nine months. Oh, I got the walker three weeks and she was walking. And I was like, no, 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 slow down. But how I know, so it's it's so full on, but um I know it's the best thing ever. That's oh, so that good. is such an incredible story. And have you picked a different contraceptive mechanism now? <laughs> You're breastfeeding. Imagine if I had it. I um I actually called the doctor like straight. You know, you can have you're meant to have like two weeks break of, of um contraception or something, and then you're meant to go straight back onto it. So I literally picked up that phone as soon as I could, and I was like, I called my doctor, and I was like, I really want the coil because I think I need a different form of contraception. And then it turned out I couldn't have the coil until I was twelve weeks postpartum which meant I physically had to go back on that same bloody pill so I was taking that pill every day like oh my god and I'm telling you I think I took a pregnancy test every five days for like six months because I was like I'm not getting pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got like, I've got like 60 pregnancy tests in my cupboard because I take them every week especially when you're breastfeeding no, if you're not getting your period and then you're like am I being ignorant and I'm not getting like I have this all the time I'm like Am yeah. I enjoying not having my period yeah. too much? Is it actually because I'm like five months pregnant? Oh, totally. Well, I'll, I'll say very quickly that my husband just yeah. got a vasectomy and <gasps> it's really funny okay. because after like my whole, well, my whole life so far, I've never had yeah. a morning after pill and when he had it done, he was like, oh, that was the best, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're supposed to wait 12 weeks, like 12 weeks before we can, like, you know, be free. Well, unprotected. No. Unprotected. Unprotected. And yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I must have forgotten. So oh. for the first time ever, and and when my husband gets a vasectomy, yeah. I have to go and get the morning after pill. <laughs> and I was ovulating that day. I was like, of course. Of course oh this all goodness. happens at yeah. once. Well, you were just a breath of fresh air, man. I, I just say, and I think the way that you've and taken you're gorgeous, this on, inside and out. Yeah, the, uh, I believe so that this can happen now. I must say that before this morning, I was like, you must have yeah. to be so out of touch with your body for this to ever happen. Exactly. Um, I say the same thing. 
Yeah. But, but no, it makes sense. Everything, that whole story now makes total sense. Oh, mm, well, thanks. You know, I think, I honestly, I look, I mean, a lot of people said to me when they were, when I was sort of getting into it, like my sister said to me, she said, Daisy, I've never felt so existential about anything in my life. I know you were meant to have this baby and this was meant to happen to you. She was like, like there's, there's no way that this baby just sort of like happened like that for there not to be a reason for it. And I think when something that crazy does happen to you, you do have to look at it in a really like almost spiritual way and think okay this you know this is too crazy for me to not take it as like a sign so I sort of very much embraced it and thought okay I never planned to be a mum at this age and never planned this to happen but it must have been for a reason and it I mean she proves to me every day you know why it happened like she has taught me you know you Mm. immediately become humble selfless like so many incredible traits from being a mother that I'm just I'm so grateful to her for hiding in my womb for seven months. She has just taught me so much. So I thank God for her every day. Well, if you do happen to have another child down the track, we'd love you to get in touch with us to see what that pregnancy is like. If you do know about it, I wonder if the pregnancy will be harder knowing about it. But um, I think, well, I always think about this. I'm sure it will. I bet I'll be so dramatic. Like you said, I'll be crying. But thank you so much. I wish I didn't know. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daisy, for sharing your story I'm sure a lot of people will find it so interesting yeah thank you I literally can't thank you enough for having me you are both lovely and I'm such a fan of this podcast so I will be listening to every episode that you guys have coming it's just fantastic thank you so much now go to bed yeah no no <laughs> I'm running to bed thank you so bye. much have a great day guys bye thanks for listening to this episode of beyond the bump if you enjoyed it please subscribe and give us a review if you didn't good on you You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.